Hi, and welcome to Spillin' the Syrup. Today we have an interesting topic we're going to cover all about boy love. I am joined by my friend Colleen Yang, who introduced me to this topic at a PowerPoint night party, (laughs) and I was obviously immediately intrigued. If you've ever heard about boy love, get ready to learn about a new form of Japanese culture, media, and I think it's different from the kind of content I would normally consume. And of course, I'm very excited for this topic because at this PowerPoint party, I just want to say my presentation because everybody there had to do one. Mine was about why I'm super gay, which, (laughs) let's be honest, I'm always happy to talk about. (laughs) Hi, Colleen, and welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. I'm very excited to be here today and talk about my huge interest of BL, aka boys love. (laughs) Boys love. Yes, fabulous. That's exactly it. Because I saw a few different names on Google when I did a search. So what is it actually called? It's like people refer to it as different names. What's the official name in Japanese? So in Japanese, it's generally called yaoi. Um, uh, So basically, it just means like, you know, men, like, just like uh, cartoons or manga of two men being in love and stuff. And depending on certain manga artists, it could be a lot more hardcore versus um, more gentle. So like the whole encompassing thing is called BL or boys love. Um, Yaoi is more determined as like the more hardcore stuff. But yeah. I see. Okay, that makes sense. So if you're really interested in something spicy, they've got that covered for you. But they've also got more everyday safe for work content. Yes. Yes. Like, like with like every kind of genre, there's always more extreme ends to things. Um, so it really depends on what you're into, right? Like if you really want that hardcore stuff, there's something there for you. If you know, you're more into like, more the storytelling, the romance, then there's that for you as well. Okay, yeah, so they cover everything. So what's so are these shows dedicated to this topic like or is the term like you'll find you'll watch other shows and they'll just be characters in it that embody this or is it like just it's all a certain genre on its own exclusively? Um well, with like any kind of like media, there's always going to be like different elements to each thing. So like there can be like just the pure focus of just boys love or my personal interest is like boys love that incorporates other things like fantasy or like everyday life, things like that. Cause it just makes the story more interesting because like, I feel like for new people into the BL world, they're like really like, interested in the whole like of just the forbiddenness of BL but as a veteran um you know <laughs> <laughs> yes right like you know it just becomes like the same cookie cutter story so like I like to dive into the more like complex stories and stuff 
Yeah, that makes sense. You mentioned something about it being forbidden, which is, that is the allure. Yes. I mean, with, because um, BL is more, it's created in like Asian countries. So like I'm interested in both Japanese and Korean BL um, and, you know, being uh, a homosexual is super like it's obviously more for the younger generation but it's still like pretty looked down upon so like a lot of the bl that i read it has this like forbidden element to it of like um it not being allowed and like society looking down and keeping things a secret from each other um so it's really interesting to see like the dynamics of it when you're reading it because yeah. like you know I live in Canada and like everything's so open and free you're free to love whoever you want but like um yeah just reading BL it just like reminds me how much like you know the LGBTQ plus community had to like fight for our rights here but in Asia it's like a totally different thing yeah well yeah those cultural nuances and and the fact that it isn't as accepted there. Actually, there's a few things I could think of. I think the city of Tokyo recently actually legalized, I believe, same-sex partnerships, which I think is huge. Mm-hmm. And I think the forbiddenness is something that we all experience. We like what's what we can't have, what is naughty, what we shouldn't like, we like. And that's even true, I think, here. And... One of I actually I wanted I was curious because your background is mm-hmm. Korean, so I'm wondering how did that lead you into it as well? Did you feel like a connection to this part of the world, like this culture, and learning about it? Because their media is fascinating, mm-hmm. and it, it does transcend to here as well. It comes, it's made its way over to North America. Oh yeah, the whole like Korean boom here is crazy. <laughs> um, well. I wouldn't say that like me being Korean had like a huge influence of me being interested in BL. Like me being just Asian in general, like I I think I was a little bit more exposed to like, you know, reading manga or like watching anime and stuff like that. And um I don't know how I came about BL. Maybe it was just like when I was a teen, like I just like wanted to read something new and I was like, oh my god, what is this? And I just started getting into it. But um, but like when I do like read about like the certain like Korean societal issues, like it does affect me a little bit because it's just like, you know, I am a bisexual. So like just reading these conflicts, it's just like, man, I'm so glad I live in Canada where it's just like, it's just way easier to be who you are. And you don't have to hide anything. You don't have to like, be worried about like your coworkers judging you, you're losing your job or anything like that. Especially, I think a lot of the domestic audience for this would be worried about that. So I think you raise a very good point. And I, I, I think like this is about equality. And like you mentioned, I think the fact that it's LGB content at all is so amazing. And I was reading a little bit about this before we started recording and some there's some people that think well this is this is designed for a female audience so it's not specifically designed for gay men or anybody else lgbt but 
I don't think that particularly matters. I think it is still designed for them because it's literally representing them. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I see a lot of women who are very interested in BL, but again, I feel like the the men who are interested in BL aren't as vocal about it, I guess. Um, because like uh-huh. I have seen yep. like when I was on TikTok, like various men like recommending certain BLs and stuff like that. But it's generally like a lot of the women who are like, oh my God, like you should read this. It's so hot, blah, blah, blah. And like, which is fine. Of course, everyone has their interests and stuff, but like I'm not so interested in the people who fetishize it, you know? Um, because to me, when yeah. I read BL, it's more of like the storytelling I'm interested in. It's not like I'm like I'm into like um, men love like that turns me on or anything like that. Like that's totally not the case. It's just a different sort of storytelling. Like the way I see it is like on TV, everyone is interested in like romance. That's why so many reality love TV shows are so interesting and stuff, right? Yeah. To me, like what's more interesting about BL is like, again, the different dynamics and stuff like that, especially in such like a forbidden setting, right? Um, Again, like, I I don't agree with people who overly fetishize BL. Um, Like I understand that it's so easily able to do that because of the hardcoreness that can come with it and it's very easy to fall into that trap but um again like I'm not here to like kink shame anyone but like there is a certain side that is a little bit toxic when it comes to fetishizing and that kind of stuff oh yeah for sure I totally agree and I think you have a certainly a deeper understanding of it and you've been able to see all sides of it because you're a fan. So I, I think that's totally cool. I I think it does turn me on. Okay. The, like, you know, there is some hot shit there and there. There is some hot stuff. Do not get me wrong. But. <laughs> exactly. And I love it because I love the. <laughs> the softness of the men being sensual and intimate when that men don't normally show that to each other. They're taught to be like sort of aggressive towards each other. Like masculine energy is represented this way, but then they can turn around and be like more rough. And Oh, I just, I like that juxtaposition between the two. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I'm definitely more into the stuff where like men are more open with their feelings. Um, Cause like there are some like very um, toxic um, BL out there. It is very interesting cause there are some very famous like popular um, BL that have like very, very like messed up psychological issues around it and it's mainly due to because of toxic masculinity yeah. that's involved in yep. it um like for example like bj alex or uh killing stalking right now painter of the night is really huge but it's all so toxic but it's all hot like i you know it's just it's hard yeah. there's like a really weird gray area about it all um but again, it's like also like not here to kink shame, but you know, there's over 
repeticization, but yeah. As long as you rein it in, I think it's okay. Yeah. And I even <laughs> see this, to be honest, even in like talking about just content in general that's out there right now. Like, even some of the things I see on Netflix and movies that I watch, there's a lot of toxic content in that. And there's a lot of things that I don't think is appropriate and that we should be celebrating and that is mm. problematic behavior. You see it. So I think it's just something that happens in media. And I think it's just important to have that critical lens when you are mm. watching it and consuming it. Um, but I, I think there's a lot of things that we could get into. I think, so you mentioned manga and anime and so one is written and one is animated as in it's on, like you watch it on TV. Yes. So, well, um, you know, there's like, it's very good to support the animation industry and the manga industry. So I highly recommend paying for such services, but there are ways around it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What what shows would you recommend? What shows would I recommend? Um, so yeah. there is one. Um, it's really, really popular. It's called um, Given. And it's about like these men who are in. Um, they're trying to make music in a band, um, but they one most of them struggle with the relationships with each, with each other and how to express love. Um, oh, another one that's like really, really like safe for everyone. And it was really, really, really popular. And, but it's like, not like as hardcore is called uh, Yuri on ice. Um, it's basically about men's figure skating and how, um, how a man, he tries to help um, this one figure skater to become better at figure skating, also become more confident in himself. So like, again, you can see this relationship grow and become more special, but also like how like the relationship also like brings confidence in both each other. It's really, really sweet. It's very, very, it was huge yeah. um, a few years ago. Um, but yeah, those two I really recommend, Given and Yuri on Ice, if you want to start getting into BL. <laughs> yeah, I also love the sound of that because I think that's a marker of a successful relationship. Like when I hear that happening, I'm like, you go. Like that's what th that's what's supposed to happen when you're with somebody. Mm -hmm. Just to build each other up, give each other confidence, you know? Like everyone keeps saying like, you know, you you have to love yourself first before going into relationship. And I just like, no, sometimes someone can help you grow as a person and you don't have to necessarily be at your best to find love. Like you can find love at any moment of your life. Um, and if that person happens to help you become a better person, like that's all great, you know, like. I agree. That That's the lesson for today's syrup spillers. Take it in. And honestly, okay, side note, I do want to give a shout out to Stacy and Mike <laughs> for hosting this event that brought me to introduce, brought me into the boy love, boys love universe. So <laughs> thanks. <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you, Stacy and Mike, for letting me show the world my love for BL. <laughs> <laughs> but I also want to talk about, okay, so we're talking about BL, but I can't help but think about my earliest like forms of media that I consumed before this. So I didn't really know much about this topic before you introduced it. But then I thought, well, I do know like, okay, I grew up and I watched card captors and uh dragon ball z and inuasha and okay these are not i'm not sure these are not related to bl in any way but this is like like i i just find it fascinating i find it is it pushed the envelope and made me feel ways that i did not feel watching north american media Um, so, oh my god, I just want to say I love Inuyasha. Like, Inuyasha is, like, my favorite. <laughs> so good. It, it was huge. Yeah, it was humongous. Like, I... Sushomaru is my everything. Like, he's such a toxic male. But, like, he does learn to grow and be better as a as a demon and stuff. Anyway, that's beside the fact. <laughs> um, for sure. Like, um, those shows early on when I was a kid, because I watched those same things, too definitely was like a gateway into like manga manhwa and and anime in general um so um oh before i I talk more into that manga is japanese uh cartoon drawing while manhwa is korean i don't they love to differentiate each other Mm -hmm. um but yeah like um you know everyone has to start somewhere um and like for me, like Inuyasha was my gateway. Like I was just like, oh my god, I need to find more um, anime. I need to find more manga. And you know, as a poor teen, um, I would you know surf the internet and I would consume as much as I could. Um, so yeah, like again, like I think just one day I saw these two men on a cover and I was like this sounds interesting and I started reading it and I'm like oh my god what is this world and it's it's just been uh uphill since then (laughs) (laughs) it's just been amazing Mm -hmm. (laughs) do you find there's an absence of female strong female characters in this genre or is that something that's it's it's covered differently and separately and just we need to let both things just exist separately um i would say there's both of that going on yeah so when i read some bl there are some female characters that are just like just the typical evil witch you know like mm-hmm. out to like um like destroy the main character's love interests or like um or they're like you know like they think oh my main love interest is actually interested in this woman and this woman's beautiful and like they can be in a hetero relationship and they'd be happier without me there's always that trope um that's used a lot um Sometimes it's very rare that there's a good supporting female character. Usually they end up being um, either like a sister or um, a bisexual or um, lesbian. There's never like a positive straight female character. And I honestly, I don't know why. Maybe 
it's just because the manga artists or manhwa artists have never um, dealt with anything positive when it comes to um, straight female or straight women. Um, but there is another genre for uh, women's love, girls' love. Um, it's called Yuri. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I do dabble in that a little bit as well. It tends to be very, very, um, very sad. There's not, it, it's like always, always depressing reading it. Um, it's either very, very depressing or very, very cute. Um, but it's the same like cookie cutter story. I feel like there's just not enough like women's love, girls love um, stories being written out there. Um but yeah, um, hopefully more people will be interested in writing that kind of stuff. Uh, always looking for yeah. more of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do think characters need dimension. Like when I see a character that's just mean throughout the whole thing or just stereotypical and doesn't have any sort of dimension and is just the same throughout and never changes, I'm like, that was a disappointment. Mm -hmm. Because like, again, like people are so complex and stuff. Like I understand they're not part of the main story. Um, so you don't have to dive into their character, but it's just like, it makes the story almost not real in terms of like, oh, this person's just out to get the main character. Like, that's not necessarily the case. And also paints women in a bad light. And it's just, you know, it's not cool seeing that as a woman myself. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it's, it's important I, I just think it's important even, I know we're talking about BL, but it's important to have strong female characters. And I think as a gay man, we relate to that, like them being strong and empowered because we see them challenging like the, the patriarchy and just being confident and on their own and independent and, and happy. And mm -hmm. I think of like, I, okay, I'm just thinking of Sailor Moon and I'm not, because it's so popular in in in, cult, in our culture and pop culture, especially like a 90s staple. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure I, I, I haven't read like the critiques on that, whether it's hypersexualized or not. But like, also like from this conversation, I'm also learning that sexuality is is good. And like you said at the beginning, there's different levels of extremeness to any sort of show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, with Sailor Moon, um, again, like, a lot, like, there was some sexualization in it. There, you know, Sailor Moon has its issues, like, you know, her being, like, 14 and Darian yeah. being, like, you know, not 14. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, Sailor Moon has helped so many people, like, you know, everyone everyone knew that Sailor Uranus and Neptune were not freaking cousins. <laughs> everyone yeah. knew they were in a relationship and like, it was very revolutionary for its time for to show such strong female characters be in a loving relationship. Um, and also just like, you know, women helping each other out and stuff. And just like uh, Darian not being, you know, like the stereotypical male savior you know like right um yeah. sailor moon was able to save him many times and stuff and she you know found power through her friendship with women you know so yeah sailor moon is great very revolutionary for its time wish there was more 
of that in this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well that's true. Well, what is there in this time? Like what what would you say is current and that's popular right now? In terms of uh girls love, like just Yeah, and boys love. Um, well, I personally haven't seen it yet. It's on my watch list. Um, I believe it's called Citrus. Um, it's a story between two women. I heard it was very sad and I'm really down to watch it. Um, in terms of BL right now, um, I haven't heard of anything in terms of animation, but again, like, um, the manhwa world is like really, really booming in terms of BL. Um, there's like one of my personal favorites is called Dear Door. Uh, it's um, again, like a dark fantasy BL and they're all male oh, characters, like all men characters, but like you can really see that like there's there's very like touching relationships in it. And also there deals with like um, toxic relationships and how to manage that. It's really, really interesting. Also like there's like cool fantasy elements. Um, and uh, yeah, there's honestly, if you were to like go up on like uh, Lezin, L-E-Z-H-I-N, I believe that's spelled. There's like a whole list of like BL that like you can readily pay for. And there's a bunch of stuff for everyone <laughs> there. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Because, yeah, like I um, I try to support as many um, manhwa and manga artists as I possibly can, as much as my wallet can handle. Um, so, yeah, Lezen is one of my favorites. Um, as well on my... On mobile, there's, I believe, hold on, let's see if I can open up. Yeah, but that's so nice of you. I'm glad you're doing that. Oh, yeah, of course. Support. Like, a lot of people, like, it's so easy to read any of this stuff for free online, and artists aren't getting compensated for it, and they work so hard for it. So, like, I do what I can, but, yeah, like, um, if there's so many like mobile apps that like allow you to read the stuff for like a certain cost or some of it just like um, paying like a monthly fee. Like I read my apps are Manta, Tapas, Webtoon, Tappytoon, like anything I can to support manga artists. Because again, like there's so many illegal like sites that host this stuff for free where there's um, people translate stuff for free because, like, all of this stuff is coming out in Japanese or uh, Korean. And so, like, there's a bunch of people right. who, like, translate it and upload it and stuff. And, you know, I understand sometimes, you know, you want to read the stories. And you don't have the money. Yes. But, like, I get that. I was there when I was a teen. I didn't have my own money. Um, but, like, you know, when you can, support the artists. You know, they work very, yeah. very hard for their art. So, <laughs> Yeah, definitely a reasonable cause and you're doing it now and you're giving back and you do what you can. And yeah, I I totally agree. Exactly. Yeah. And like, you know, these people have to make a living too. And if their creations are being constantly ripped off, like 
how can they create more stories if they don't have the money to do it? Right. So like, if you want more stories, you got to support these artists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do you think that it also is good for positive Asian representation, especially in North America or because I, I find it's such a big population and their media is just coming over here that it's good to see. It's good to see two men, but it's also good to see Asian men. Yes. Um, so that's actually really interesting because like, um, yes, like it, it, there are some interesting like Asian like characters are being brought up and stuff. But what I find is that a lot of um, manhwa, not necessarily uh, manga, um, incorporate a lot of Caucasian features, Caucasian mm -hmm. characters. Um, and I don't know if it's just to caught like to bring in more of a bigger audience or it's just like pure aesthetic, but like, there's like this weird, like romanticization of like Western culture within Asia. Um, yes. so like, yes. And like, whenever there's like Asian characters, like, um, they're always like with someone who's also Caucasian, you know, like there's yeah. never just straight, Asian on Asian characters, unless it's, uh, I find more with, um, manga, like Japanese, uh, BL, there's more Asian on Asian love. And I think that's because Japan is extremely xenophobic. Um, they have some yeah. very weird, almost, I want, I don't know if I would call it racist, but like interesting stereotypes that they have. Like they constantly think that like, um, people from America are these like crazy cowboys who like their greetings are like to kiss each other on the lips. Like it's very strange sometimes seeing uh, Japanese interpretations of Western culture. I'm like, I, they got that wrong. They really got that wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I think you find that in all cultures. I think you find the differences yeah. and I think you find the sort of the, the caricatures of the stereotypes, if you will. Um, about them but I think you're right I think it is to relate to an audience changing the features to make them look more relatable that person that's watching it may subconsciously feel like that's them on the screen more yeah. than if they were authentic to the region that they actually come from I don't think they should be doing that because I think there's a lot of pressure as it is to um, adhere to Western beauty standards. And I also don't think that they should do that. I think they should keep it as authentic as possible. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Like when when there is more like Asian on Asian love, like again, like the features are more, you know, Caucasian. And um, again, it could be an aesthetic thing, um, but... Yeah, like, I wish, like, in Mon in Monwon, specifically, like, Korean uh, BL, that they would stick to more Asian on Asian love. It would be mm -hmm. great. Yeah. Um, let, I'm not saying that there isn't any, because, like, the 
the one really popular um, one right now, um, Painter of the Night. Um, it's based in historical Korean dramas setting. Oh, uh, cool. It's really, really cool. Like seeing all like the um, Korean um, like dr- uh, clothing and stuff like yeah. that. And like seeing like the different types of like hierarchies and how the d- different dynamics are. Um, but like those are so few and rare between like anything that's set in the modern place. Like there's it's not so very uh asian on asian it's like oh like this beautiful man he has blue eyes or whatever and they're uh-huh. like they never address that they look more caucasian it's like oh they have blonde hair blue eyes green eyes brown hair um it's always yeah it's never just like you know they all have you know asians have black hair there's never yeah. just black hair black hair black eyes black eyes like it's always something like that Unless they have like dyed hair, but like again, it's all like the blue eyes or something. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But you mentioned Korean, uh, like ants, like history, and it's so deep. I think because it's so old, and I don't even like I don't know a lot about it. I know there was different periods, like mm-hmm. where uh, of this, like because it's. I feel like it's such an old civilization that like you can literally go all the way back and see like these beliefs and like the rich traditions, like where they started. And so culturally it's so interesting. I really would like to see that part of the world at some point very soon. Mm. Yeah. Like um, there are a lot of like Korean dramas that deal with like, historical Korean times and stuff. They're very, very popular. Um, But yeah, like, it's really interesting, the one, uh, Painter of the Night, because it's set in historical Korea, um, because, like, definitely, like, not well looked upon, like, homosexuality back then. Um, What's actually really interesting about Japan is that, like, um, I forget which time period it was but homosexuality was actually like really like well looked well upon like having like male a uh, men on men love like it's um it was not so looked down upon until the western influence that's when they're like oh like men on men love that's not okay we need to change that fact a lot of like christian beliefs were like kind of input um so yeah like I don't know. Different cultures have different ways of like dealing with homosexuality. Like, unfortunately, yep. Japan, like they were very ahead of its time. But then, of course, Western civilization had just had to ruin it for them. Yeah, <laughs> um, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. but in Korea, That's... it was definitely like you know not okay, not cool <laughs> at any time. Definitely better now. Still not the greatest, but <laughs> yeah, they're getting there. I... Yeah, and you're right. And that's like, I don't, that's not good that the fact that it came from the West and now it's not accepted. That's why I would fight that any day, that Mm. idea. And that's why we're here talking about boys love. And I really want to see some boys love right now. Honestly, (laughs) after this conversation. I would love, okay, like I want. 
like I understand like there's a huge like Asian boom culture in the Western world right now. Let's start getting Beale on the TV. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. Do you think like Netflix should do like a like an animated series? I think that would be great. Oh, 100%. Like the popularity of Yuri on Ice was so huge, so huge a few years ago. And there was so much success about it. So like, come on, Netflix. Like there there is an interest in it. Like oh, there's also this other uh, animation called Free. And it's about like men swimming. That was also really huge. It was okay. It was really catered towards women. There was some fetishization in there, but there were still like very strong, like men relationships growing there. Like there is, like an audience for it. Come on, Netflix, get your game together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm into that. The swimming. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm. Yes. Yes. And yes. <laughs> and you know what I love? I love I love watching anime that they show like the the emotion in the face with the animation. Like they'll mm. have like you could tell that they're just they're just into it by like the like the the, the skin pigment changes and like the effects that they do. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. But I love that. Like the little blush marks or the yes! like, stress little things. Like uh-huh. It's just like it makes it easier to read the characters of what they're feeling and stuff, right? Exactly. It's just cute. <laughs> it is cute. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm actually I'm so glad w- that we that we got together that day of the party. That was so much fun. We need to do that again soon. We need oh to get together, so hang much out. Fun. Yeah, I would make it a really part was. two of my BL. Part two. <laughs> part two. Yes, I love that. That's so great. Well. In conclusion, I hope you learned something new and not something that comes up every day in your conversation. What mm. kinds of shows and medias do you recommend? I mean, you've you've given us a few, so if you missed it, go take a look. Go take a look back in, in the podcast. And um, would you like? Where do you think we should direct people to either watch uh, BL or? Would you like to direct people to your Instagram or? <laughs> um, my Instagram's not that interesting. Um, it's just, you know, my <laughs> daily life. But if okay. you want to see it, um, yeah. I'm CCC Yangs. Um, uh, I don't really post too much about BL, but maybe I could. Um, I really yeah. enjoy the mobile app Manta. Um it's like a monthly subscription service. I believe it's like 12 or something dollars per month. But like you can read as much as you want. There's no limit. Um, and some of my favorite BL is on there. Um, so, yeah. And also it doesn't just have BL on it. It has like other like uh, girls love, smut, or just general love stories on it as well. So I really hi- okay. highly recommend that. Um, but yeah, uh, if you want to watch anything, you know, there's always Country Roll. Country Roll is great, has a lot of everything on it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, we stand that. We- reading is fundamental. Yes. It's true. it's true. And like reading with pretty pictures. <laughs> yeah yeah and you also you read the opposite way isn't it yes um instead of le- reading um 
the left page to right page, you go backwards. So it's right page to left page. So wow, that's like, good with, to know. Right. But with the mobile app, you just scroll. So it's just so much ah, easier. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And plus some people like the feel of real books, but to be honest, I like the convenience of having it on my phone. So I will, oh, yeah. I would definitely check it out on my mobile device. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Colleen, for chatting with me today. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you are my resident. We'll talk about more about it every day. Yeah, you're my resident (laughs) BL expert. (laughs) (laughs) And please remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on your favorite streaming platform. Follow Spill in the Syrup on Instagram and Facebook. Comment as well, and I will respond. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye.